November of Diary of an Old Soul. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lydia. The Diary of an Old Soul by George MacDonald. November. The First. Thou art of this world, Christ, thou knowst it all. Thou knowst our evens, our morns, our red and gray, How moons and hearts and seasons rise and fall, How we grow weary plodding on the way, A future joy, how present pain bereaves, Rounding us with a dark of mere decay, Tossed with a drift of summer-fallen leaves. The Second Thou knowest all our weeping, fainting, striving, Thou knowest how very hard it is to be, how hard to rouse faint will not yet reviving, To do the pure thing, trusting all to thee, To hold thou art there, for all no face we see, How hard to think, through cold and dark and darth, That thou art nearer now than when I seen on earth. The Third Have pity on us for the look of things, When blank denial stares us in the face, Although the serpent mask have lied before, it fascinates the bird that darkling sings, And numbs the little prayer-bird's beating wings. For how believe thee in somewhere in blank space, If through the darkness come no knocking to our door? The Fourth If we might sit until the darkness go, Possess our souls in patience, perhaps we might. But there is always something to be done, And no heart left to do it. To and fro the dull thought surges, as the driven waves fight in gulfy channels. O victorious one, give strength to rise, go out, and meet thee in the night. The Fifth Wake, thou that sleepest, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give thee light. I do not know what sleep is, what is death, or what is light, but I am waked enough to feel a woe, to rise and leave death, stumbling through the night to my dim lattice, so calling Christ, I go, and out into the dark look for thy star-crowned head. The Sixth There are who come to me, and write and send, whom I would love, giving good things to all. But, friend, that name I cannot on them spend. Tis from the centre of self-love they call for cherishing, for which they first must know how to be still, and take the seat that's low. When, Lord, shall I be fit? When wilt thou call me friend? The seventh. Wilt thou not one day, Lord, in all my wrong, self-love and weakness, laziness and fear, this one thing I can say, I am content to be and have what in thy heart I am meant to be and have. In my best times I long after thy will, and think it glorious dear. Even in my worst, perforce my will to thine is bent. The eighth. My God, I look to thee for tenderness such as I could not seek from any man, or in a human heart fancy or plan, a something deepest prayer will not express. Lord, with thy breath blow on my being's fires, until even to the soul with self-love wan I yield the primal love that no return desires. The Ninth Only no word of mine must ever foster the self that in a brother's bosom gnaws, I may not fondle failing, nor the boaster encourage with the breath of my applause. Weakness needs pity, sometimes love's rebuke. Strength only sympathy deserves and draws. 
and grows by every faithful loving look the tenth tis but as men draw nigh to thee my lord they can draw nigh each other and not hurt who with the gospel of thy peace are girt the belt from which doth hang the spirit's sword shall breathe on dead bones and the bones shall live sweet poison to the evil self shall give and clean themselves lift men clean from the mire abhorred the eleventh my lord i have no clothes to come to thee my shoes are pierced and broken with the road i am torn and weathered wounded with the goad and soiled with tugging at my weary load the more i need thee a very prodigal i stagger into thy presence lord of me one look my christ and at thy feet i fall the twelfth why should i still hang back like one in a dream who vainly strives to clothe himself aright that in great presence he may seemly seem why call up feeling dress me in the faint worn faded cast-off nimbus of some saint why of old mood bring back a ghostly gleam while there he waits love's heart and loss's blight the thirteenth son of the father elder brother mine see thy poor brother's plight see how he stands defiled and feeble hanging down his hands make me clean brother with thy burning shine from thy rich treasures householder divine bring forth fair garments old and new i pray and like thy brother dress me in the old home-bred way the fourteenth my prayer-bird was cold would not away although i set it on the edge of the nest then i bethought me of the story old love fact or loving fable thou knowst best how when the children had made sparrows of clay thou madest them birds with wings to flutter and fold take lord my prayer in thy hand and make it pray the sixteenth oh what it were to be right sure of thee sure that thou art and the same as thy son jesus oh faith is deeper wider than the sea yea than the blue of heaven that ever flees us yet simple as the cry of sore hurt child or as his shout with sudden gladness wild when home from school he runs till morn set free the seventeenth if i were sure thou father verily art true father of the nazarene is true sure as i am of my wife's shielding heart sure as of sunrise in the watching blue sure as i am that i do eat and drink and have a heart to love and laugh and think Meseems in flame the joy might from my body start. The eighteenth. But I must know thee in a deeper way than any of these ways, or know thee not. My heart at peace far loftier proof must lay than if the wind thou, me the wave didst roll, than if I lay before thee a sunny spot, or knew thee as the body knows its soul, or even as the part doth know its perfect whole. The nineteenth. There is no word to tell how I must know thee. No wind clasped ever a low meadow flower so close that as to nearness it could show thee. No rainbow so makes one the sun and shower. A something with thee, I am nothing for thee. Because I am not save as I am in thee, my soul is ever setting out to win thee. The twentieth. I know not how, for that I first must know thee. I know I know thee not as I would know thee for my heart burns like theirs that did not know him till he broke bread and therein they must know him i know thee knowing that i do not know thee 
nor ever shall till one with me i know thee even as thy son the eternal man doth know thee the twenty-first creation under me in and above slopes upward from the base a pyramid on whose point i shall stand at last and love from the first rush of vapour at thy will to the last poet word the darkness chid thou hast been sending up creation's hill to lift thy souls aloft in faithful godhead free the twenty-second i think my thought and fancy i think thee lord wake me up run swift my coffin planks i pray thee let me live alive and free my soul will break forth in melodious thanks aware at last what thou wouldst have it be when thy life shall be light in me and when my life to thine is answer and amen the twenty-third how oft i say the same things in these lines even as a man buried in during dark turns ever where the edge of twilight shines prays ever toward the vague eternal mark or as the sleeper having dreamed he drinks back straightway into thirstful dreaming sinks so turns my will to thee for thee still longs still pines the twenty-fourth the mortal man all careful wise and troubled the eternal child in the nursery doth keep to-morrow on to-day the man heaps doubled the child laughs hopeful even in his sleep the man rebukes the child for foolish trust the child replies thy care is for poor dust be still and let me wake that thou mayst sleep the twenty-fifth till i am one with oneness manifold i must breed contradiction strife and doubt things tread thy court look real take proving hold my christ is not yet grown to cast them out alas to me false judging twixt the twain the unseen oft fancy seems while all about the seen doth lord it with a mighty train the twenty-sixth but when the will hath learned obedience royal he straight will set the child upon the throne to whom the seen things all grown instant loyal will gather to his feet in homage prone the child their master they have ever known then shall the visible fabric plainly lean on a reality that never can be seen the twenty-seventh thy ways are wonderful maker of men thou gavest me a child and i have fed and clothed and loved her many a growing year lo now a friend of months draws gently near and claims her future all beyond his ken there he hath never loved her nor hath led she weeps and moans but turns and leaves her home so dear the twenty-eighth she leaves but not forsakes oft in the night oft at midday when all is still around sudden will rise in dim pathetic light some childish memory of household bliss or sorrow by love's service robed and crowned rich in his love she yet will sometimes miss the mother's folding arms the mother's sealing kiss the twenty-ninth then first i think our eldest born although loving devoted tender watchful dear the innermost of home-bred love shall know yea when at last the janitor draws near a still pale joy will through the darkness go at thought of lying in those arms again which once were heaven enough for any pain the thirtieth by love doth love grow mighty in its love once thou shalt love us child as we love thee father of loves is it not thy decree 
that by our long far wandering remove from thee our life our home our being blest we learn at last to love thee true and best and rush with all our loves back to thy infinite rest end of november recording by lydia www.a-wayfarer.com